or drive RCA cassettes and CDs produced and arranged by the four-man crew. And oh shit, Skeff and Slim, he gets props too. <laughs> Make sure you have a system with some fat house speakers so yeah. the new shit can rock uh. from Boston Master Pequa. Uh. Cause where I come from, quality is job one and everybody up on me, you know we get, get the, the job, job done. done. So peace to that crew yeah. and peace to this crew. Bring yeah. on the tour, we'll see you at a theater near you. Hey yo, but wait, back it up. Huh? Easy, back it up. Please let the abstract embellish on the cut. Back and forth just like a cameo song. If you dig this joint, then please come dance along to the music, cause it's done just for the line. Now I gotta scat and get mine. Underline the jazz. The what? The jazz to move that ass for the job originates. That feeling of pizzazz is a universal sound. Bless the bumpers on the ground and the one six below. You didn't have to go. So say that I'm a subject, cause I once had an orgy. And sometimes for breakfast, I eat grits and porgies. If this is a stinker, they call me a stink, I ask. Now check it out, all my peoples in Queens, you don't stop Now all my peoples in Brooklyn, you don't stop And all my peoples uptown, you don't stop That includes the Bronx and Harlem, you don't stop Now to that girl, Rommel, you don't stop I said because ladies first, you don't stop And to the JBs, you don't stop And they lost soul, you don't stop And to my brand new beings, you don't stop And to my leaders of the new, you don't stop And to my man, Lars Professor, you don't stop Rock for the beat, you don't stop. Everybody in the place, you don't stop. You keep it on to the rhythm, you don't stop. And last but not least, on the short shot, it's the Zulu Nation. Hey there, listeners. You're listening to 101.9 FM CITR, and uh, it's a beautiful day in Vancouver here. And hope you're enjoying the weather. And uh, probably sitting at the beach, drinking uh, um, some some. Booze. <laughs> They are 
From Toronto, they recorded in various places between there and Ottawa. That was Los Echo with Wolfheart's remix of the title track to last year's Bold Fire EP. And Los Echo is the duo of Connor McFadden, I'm sorry, Ma- Connor McFadden and Caitlin Thatcher. And their synth pop has made inroads in Hogtown scene over the past few years. And uh, this year they actually have a couple live sessions that were caught on video. You can view it on their website. And they're working on some new material as Thatcher learns the keyboards. And the Boldfire EP is available via Bandcamp for any price you can name. 
Otherwise, you spell Wolfheart with a 3-4, placing the E-A. So get a little elite style there. Wolf H-3-4-R-T. That's the alias of Toronto producer Fanat Chan. He does a little bit more of a trap thing. Uh, hence why we had a relatively upbeat start to the show. And that song had been kicking around playlists of mine for months ever since that EP came out. So the timing finally worked. And at some point, I will also share some other tracks off that. Otherwise, uh, we've got some more Toronto in the background here off of last year's three album, Roman numeral style. This is the hip-hop jazz trio, Bad Bad Not Good, with eyes closed. The latest album is a collaboration with Wu-Tang Clang's Ghost Fa- Ghostface Killer. I don't know how I was going to say Ghost Fang, but no, not that. So, yeah. But uh, based on this week's profile, I went a little bit more instrumental. But before we get to the usual business, the usual introduction, so good evening and welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on UBC's bloody percussive community radio station at CITR, the voice of UBC here on 101.9 FM in Vancouver. We broadcast at 590 watts here from the unseated Nusqueam territory where the main campus is to the lower mainland of British Columbia here in Canada. Elsewhere, you can find us on the web at www.citr.ca. My name is Gak, and I'll be breaking you down with the power of my voice for the next couple of hours. So keep practicing until you get to my tempo. Phone number for the station for those of you listening live is 604-822-2487. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point. Since I am mixing everything live here, there's some stuff I gotta still sort out as well, too, towards the back end of the show. Which I'll tell you about shortly, but I have an email address, RadioFreeGak at gmail.com it's an old address but still works so happy easter and happy passover to everyone at the very least hope you managed to have a long weekend as spring finally locks in i'd hope for one last stab at skiing since uh, i bought all the appropriate season passes but uh, north shore was a lost cause this winter and uh, hitting with the slopes on my own when everyone else sort of gave up doesn't uh, really make for a full adventure but hey three days off is mighty fine and uh, we got the last week of the semester upon us. And uh, the MS Block Party is set for this Friday in a new place, since the old place is a bit of a hold hole in the ground right now. But I'll touch upon that also later on in the show. But otherwise, this week, we will get jazzy later uh, as we look at the music from the recent school drama Whiplash, which uh, appropriately netted J.K. Simmons an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. I was hoping to do that last week, but uh, some station business happened an annual process and important to keep tabs on but at the very least i was able to replay a recent episode for you in the correct order so for those of you podcast listeners who were wondering about the episode numbering order well sometimes each show needs a little rescue now as for show business itself well if you have some time tonight you can catch up on the van city theaters music mondays program as 8 30 p.m tonight brings a screening of the directorial debut of Bill and Sebastian's always the maestro of Stuart Murdoch so last year's God Help the Girl based on the 2009 album about three teens forming a band in Glasgow and that should hopefully whet your appetite on such twee matters as the band itself will be in town this Wednesday April 8th at the Vogue Theatre in support of their new album Girls in Peacetime Wanna Dance featuring a bit more of a modern pop sound since they actually recorded it in Atlanta last year so again, Bell and Sebastian, along with Perfume Genius, will be playing this Wednesday, April 8th, Vogue, Doors at 8, Show at 9, 
the tickets start around $50 or so. So, from Girls in Peacetime Wanna Dance, this will be the party line. Something we all strictly adhere to here at both Exploding Hindus and CITR, Vancouver.
crazy smart weather. For this issue of Discorder, there's no more Discorder. Discorder is over. Vancouver, housing crisis, earthquakes, black floods, underwater. No more Discorder ever. There's no more Discorder ever. There's no more Discorder ever. There's no more Discorder ever. Discorder ever. Spring is here. This April, pick up an issue of Discorder from a local venue or record store for articles on Sumac, Snit, Saradavachi, Record Store Day, and more. Special thanks to this month's advertisers, Levitation Fest, Rickshaw Theater, Light Organ Records, Beat Merchant, Red Cat Records, Neptune Records, Horses Records, Audio Pile Records, Dandelion Emporium, High Life Records, Vinyl Records, Live Van, and AMS Events.
from his latest album. This year's Panda Bear meets the Grim Reaper. Loves boys Latin. Panda Bear, the Noah Lennox quarter of the Animal Collective, uh, representing Portugal as of late, will be performing at both Coachella weekends starting this weekend because 2015 is already off to a ripping start. And, of course, he's there in support of his Grim Reaping album. The title itself is cheeky. His previous solo album, 2011's Tomboy, was more downcast. So this time around, uh, grab the title from some, like, 1970s dub references. Kind of like Conquering Fears, if you think of it that way. And uh, Grim Reaper also features a return to more sampling. So, as a result, more lively, and as evidenced by the other advanced single, Mr. Noah, which I played actually at the end of 2014. Uh, there's thought that after his summer tour, Panda Bear will eventually reconvene with the rest of the collective to work on the follow-up to their 2012 album, Centipede Hurts. But of course, everything in good measure. Gotta spend some time with the family back in Lisbon. And behind me, this is Shindig finalist, Skim Milk with Heartbeat. Kind of a mix of jazz and some other cinematic elements. Of course, this will lead us eventually to our Whiplash profile, though. As you can tell, we're kind of taking a bit of a long way to any actual jazz. It's been an episode theme I do think of from time to time, which I might save for a moment or one week when Gavin actually does have a night off. Since Mr. Walker's The Jazz Show coming up at 9 p.m. here on CITR following Exploding Head Movies has been a staple on the station for a while, and Gavin Walker is a machine. Uh, in other film news, CITR is uh, proud to present the documentary screening for Salad Days, a decade of punk in Washington, D.C., and it opens at the Vogue Theater on this Friday, April 10th, and it's a comprehensive look at the proto-punk scene in D.C. from 1980 to 90, with interviews by bands, label owners, and fanzine publishers such as Dave Grohl, Ian and Alec McKay, plus Henry Rollins. And writer-director Scott Crawford has been publishing zines since the age of 12 on punk-related matters. So he brings his take on the do-it-yourself scene in Washington. And, uh, yeah. Again, screening at the Vogue this Friday, April 10th. Salad Days, a decade of punk in Washington, D.C. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 p.m., $10 for all ages. Salad Days is presented by CITR, along with MRG, Georgia Strait, and Northern Transmission. Now, up next, an act I haven't actually played in a while, if ever. Mostly since he's busy running his own label, Planet Mew. And Mew leads to Mu-Zik, the micro-symbol, Z-I-Q. It's the primary alias of Mike Paradinus, and he used to release an insane amount of music under dozens of aliases back in the 90s. Ah, beat it. And, uh, yeah, it was something they had a contractual agreement with his former parent label, Virgin, to do so. But most recently, Paradinus has been working with his wife, Lara Ricks-Martin, on the Heterotic Project. But music remains an active project, and this year the XTLP came out following the wake of the 2013 EP XTEP. And pianos and other bouncy things appear here on the two letters that tie both releases together. So this will be music. Music with XT here on CITR.
friends are here to see you. Get off the computer, will you? Hey, Timmy. Do you want to come out and shoot hoops with us at the park? Uh, you know what? I'm actually busy playing on the computer right now. Whatever. You never come out to play with us anymore. Let's go, guys. 30% of young adults are prone to stroke, and this statistic is on the rise. Stroke prevention starts early. Are you sure you don't want to play? My cousin's in town and he's playing too. Strokes can be prevented by regular exercise, a healthy, balanced diet, and sleeping well. Uh, you know what? I'm coming too. Wait up for me, guys. Follow UBCHSF on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for regular tips on healthy living. Strong heart, strong start. You're listening to CITR 101.9 broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people.
It's like 1997 all over again. From his forthcoming Damagen Furies album due in two weeks' time through Warp. That was Square Pusher with Ray C. Fire 2. R A Y C. Fire. Number two. It's a track that uh, was uh, previewed earlier this year. And Square Pusher is the alias of Tom Jenkinson, another vet of the 90s British techno scene. Similar to what we heard before with Music and XT. But Jenkinson always brings a little bit more of a jazzy electroacoustic element to his music, along with some crazy drum and bass. And occasionally he actually does play the bass guitar himself in an insanely prodigious way. Last year he released an EP called Music for Robots, and it actually featured what was in the title. Three robots consisting of Zed machines built in a way to play music on normal instruments that no human could possibly play live. If you take a look at some of the YouTube videos posted of the Zed Machines, you can kind of see what they're up to, because they're kind of made to look anthropomorphic, but uh, they play fast, and they play crazy. Nothing any human can play. Don't think you'll have the robots on stage as part of his own touring, like Panda Bear that we heard earlier in the show. Square Pusher will be at Coachella, and I hope he brings his insane LED setup that he had for his most recent tour tied to his previous album, Eufabulum. So if you're heading down to Indio, California, either this weekend and or next, keep your eyes peeled, or perhaps they may just peel on their own. And this is Wax, this is wax Limbs in the background of 2013's World Makers. This is Islands, and Wax Limbs is the alias of Mississauga producer Alex Metcalf, and he's set to release an album with another one of his projects, Cold Form, in the coming months. And it uh, looks like there's some CBC searchlight action along with some apparent talking, which I didn't really fully figure out, apparently, in the haste to make this show. Um, yeah, apparently a lot of Canadian acts are relying on CBC Searchlight for some exposure. So we're going to keep with the EDM theme, although old-school way, and we'll actually go back to the 90s briefly for this Polish expat. As I talk a little bit over it, this will be uh, Bogdan Rzynski. He hasn't released an album since 2007. It's all right, but off of... Samurai Math Beats in 1999. This is Sayonara Tatara.
Tune in every Thursday from 11 p.m. till midnight for copy and paste with your host, Tim, a.k.a. Autonomy, the very best in underground dance music.
So we start off with Bogdan Brzezinski with Sayonara Tsatsara off his 1999 album Samurai Math Beats. And then uh, what we just heard off the EP of the same name, Forest with double R. That was the VAM remix of Manhattan. And Forest is the alias of Montreal-born London, England-based producer Jack or Zach Yoss. Or Joss. And the Manhattan EP just came out last week through the 2020 Vision label. Not sure who VAM is yet. VAM, aside from his affiliation with the 2020 Vision. Uh, his SoundCloud features some more proper four on the floor action. So we're going to have to keep track of both of them going forward. And behind me, this is Potato Head People with Love Slash Peace of the 2012 EP, Mellow Tunes. My name is Gak. You're listening to Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Now, I've used this next act a fair bit as background music, but uh, I figured it's time to properly highlight them this time. Astro Screamer. It's the alias of Aaron Perron, otherwise known as Dean Jones Armada, uh, but it represents the Windsor, Ontario sound quite nicely, naturally associated with the Detroit techno scene just north of them. SoundCloud also features a steady stream of new songs every month or so. And this one just popped up before 2014 ended. So this will be Astro Screamer with Red Days. And that's D-A-Z-E. Those people who need to spell the tracks.
We are the Jocelyn Pettit Band, and you're listening to CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Uh, <clears throat> Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hey, y'all, be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7 at CITR. <laughs> and I was going to do the FM, but... All right. Take two. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all, make sure to catch... <laughs> All right. I got to make it convincing. <laughs>
2014 was a big year for the return of Aphex Twin. 2015 continues on with that momentum. The original version of that song appears as... Uh, oh my goodness. A discat all prepared one mixed of the recent EP Computer Controlled Acoustic Instruments Part 2. But this remix preceded it. So Aphex Twin performing under AFX with the SNR2 remix. And as the EP title indicates, uh, we have some similar behavior to Square Pusher that we heard before. Not directly, but as I described before, acoustic instruments like pianos and drums, but performed by machines. And I've heard some other tracks that feature some more of the prepared piano action, and that's when you stick foreign objects embedded into the piano strings and then try playing. I still need to listen to the full EP to process it completely, mostly to see how certain experiments pan out. Definitely want to share with you a wild song with a piano on a swing with a mic dead center just to get some Doppler action. Although, I think the last track on Syro, which is Anastasia spelt backwards, does the same. You're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR. My name is Gak. This is 101.9 FM CITR in Vancouver. I hope you had a fine Easter, Passover, or any other appropriate spring ceremony that you'd celebrate. Back in my native Finland, this time of year is when the kids dress as witches because uh, Jesus would be dead during this time and they would be brandishing pussy willows as whips, begging for candy, just kind of like Halloween. And uh, the most famous cuisine is mammy, kind of a rye pudding with molasses that um, you need to pour a whole bunch of sweet stuff like milk, cream, or ice cream to make it edible. And you'd be pleased to note uh, that uh, during uh, negotiating ceremonies, uh, Finland was awarded an island out of sympathy because the Finns brought some mammy as a gift. And everyone's like, oh, this is your best food. Well, have this island. Now, the background, this is Peter Thomas. 
with a track off of his soundtrack to the 1970 documentary Chariots of the Gods. And this is Easter Island. I've profiled the German composer in a past episode of Exploding Head Movies. If you have access to a computer and the complete podcast archives of Exploding Head Movies, which itself is available as a separate RSS feed from the main one for the technologically savvy, uh, look for episode 184 from September 2013 if you want more spacey sounds. But we'll stick with the Easter theme and we'll tie it to resurrection going back into the 40s. Brother Claude Eli was a Virginian religious singer and preacher known as the Gospel Ranger in the Appalachians. And he wrote this song back in 1934 when he was 10 years old, recovering from tuberculosis. It was recorded for the first time in 1941 by Bozy Stervit And uh, Brother Eli actually was part of the tent revival circuit in the 40s and 50s. And the parents of both Elvis Presley and Johnny Cash separately took their sons to Brother Eli shows. And they were taken by him to the point that both Presley and Cash covered this song. Although, again, separately back at a time when gospel records were regularly released on their own. And I think this recording is from 1953 in the King Records, since that's when it was finally copywritten. So this will be Brother Claude Eli with There Ain't No Grave Gonna Hold My Body Down. Here on Exploding Head Movies, CITR, Vancouver.
Hawaiian Balloon Club, we guarantee that you will be able to make a balloon poodle within the first day. Here at the UBC Ant Club, we just like to talk about ants and compare ant farms. Uh, it's really cool. Paperclip Club is all about, well, paperclips mostly. At Blah Club, you can blah blah, blah 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 blah. Explosions. There's only one club worth joining at UBC, and that's CITR 101.9 FM. We got free tickets to shows, whirly pops, professional help in all types of audio engineering, passes to festivals, crazy parties, live band swag, all types of crazy people. Our programming manager rides a motorcycle. There's freestyle rapping, Nardwar, the human serviette, the vinyl and record libraries, Discorder magazine, free studio recording, and it sure beats the hell out of Paperclip Club, which is a thing that I just made up because I work at CITR. So come check us out on the top floor of the Student Union building. We got all types of crazy shit for you to do. Or check us out online at www.citr.ca.
With the Tom Truck through 1975 album The Hissing of Summer Lawns, that was Joni Mitchell. And the legendary folk jazz singer songwriter, painter, hailing from Fort McLeod in Alberta, recently made the news after she was found unconscious at her home in LA on Tuesday. At this point, uh, she's been recovering nicely. Although I'd be remiss to say that uh, I've not really been paying attention to the news today based on some other stuff, so I could be pleasantly surprised. I hope she's doing well still. Um, no word yet if it's associated with a rare skin condition called Morgellons disease, which isn't really recognized in the medical community, so there's some oddness to it. At the very least, uh, Mitchell has not been singing for quite a while as a result of the condition, uh, which she's been on record as stating she doesn't really miss because she thinks of herself more as a painter right now. With that said, her influence has been profound for decades, and I've heard the odd Joni song floating in the air over the past week, so felt appropriate to at least play one. I was actually hoping to share some more, including some covers. I'll bank that for a future show. She continues to get stronger. Or whenever I do a fill-in elsewhere at the station. And behind me, leading towards Jazzier Waters, eventually, this is Oscar Peterson from the soundtrack to the 1979 film The Silent Partner. His only score this is the second reprise on theme for Celine. So summer is on plenty of people's minds because uh, happening on campus later this week, well, on the last day of classes here on UBC, the 8th annual AMS Block Party is going to be held. And this year it's going to be on 6190 Agronomy Road by the Health Sciences Building, working a change from the usual venue of McInnes Field, which is currently McInnes Pit, as the new aquatic center is being built. And uh, there's going to be six hours of music and revelry, food carts, sponsor booths, and crazy fun games. And it starts at 2.30 Friday, April 10th, and at this point tickets are sold out for this 19 and older show, but uh, AMS Events is organizing a giveaway this Wednesday, so for those of you missed out. As the lineup goes, well, there's a DJ set by Chromeo, performing live will be Tokyo Police Club, Yukon Blonde, Bone in the Uproar, and I think uh, MGH, or My Gay Husband and Sincerely Hana, will be spitting tunes in between. So make sure you bring two pieces of government-issued ID, uh, your ticket, some money for the drink tickets, some actual clothing, some real shoes. And of course, this happens rain or shine. But uh, there's a whole list of things not to bring, just to make sure no one gets hurt or falls apart. And yes, please show up in an appropriate level of sobriety. And do not bring any culturally inappropriate clothing, unless the culture is yours. So AMS Block Party will be happening. Come rain, come shine. Ticket's not refundable. No in and outs either. Once you're in, you're in. There's two after parties at Fortune Sound Club and then at Venue. So AMS Block Party this Friday, mark the end of the school year. And of course, with this little bit of piano, we segue to some more piano before we get into the jazz. So, so yeah, just a little bit of tease. So um, uh, from previous Sunday, not yesterday's Sunday, but the one before, it was a, a piano day, marking the 88th day of the year. And Niles from... The Berlin composer released a free album in honor of the day, which admittedly he initiated. So from that album, simply called Solo, this song will be sung here on Exploding Head Movie CITR, Vancouver.
Do you fancy yourself as an artist, entertainer, or storyteller? Do you want to be the next Leonardo DiCaprio or Christopher Nolan? Well, the UBC Players Club would like to work with you. The Players Club is an ambitious amateur theatre group and the perfect place to get involved in theatre or gain more experience as an actor, director, designer, producer, or anything and everything else theatre related. Our motto, Theatre on Your Own Terms, means the club is entirely student-run and formed around the ambitions of its members. Find us on Facebook or at ubcplayersclub.com. Please remember to watch your language. Look, I can't speak without swearing, and I've only got my grade 10, and I haven't had a cigarette since I've been arrested, and I'm ready to f***ing snap. So I'd like to make a request under the People's Freedom of Choices and Voices Act that I be able to smoke and swear in your court. Because if I can't smoke and swear, I'm f***ed. The following programming may contain content that some listeners find offensive. If you are sensitive to foul language or explicit content, please turn your radio the f*** off now. I had a Mr. Pibb. Mr. Pibb is a replica of Dr. Pepper, but it's a bullshit replica because dude didn't even get his degree. <laughs> Why'd you have to drop out and start making pop so soon? <laughs> the commercial for Diet Dr. Pepper says it tastes just like regular Dr. Pepper. Well, then they fucked up. <laughs> I went to a doctor. All he did was suck blood from my neck. Don't go see Dr. Acula. I want, to ha- I want to hang a map of the world in my house. Then I'm going to put pins into other locations that I've traveled to. But first I'm going to have to travel to the top two corners of the map so it won't fall down. <laughs> you know, uh, people think I'm into sports just because I'm a man. I'm not into sports. I mean, I like Gatorade. That's about as far as it goes. And by the way, you don't have to be sweating and holding a basketball to enjoy a Gatorade. You could just be a thirsty dude. <laughs> Getty Ray forgets about this demographic. I'm thirsty for absolutely no reason. Other than the fact that liquid has not touched my lips for some time. Can I have a Getty Ray too, or is that lightning bolt mean no? Yeah, I'm not into sports. If I had an athlete's foot, my first reaction would be, that's not my fucking foot. I don't want to have my face on the cover of a Wheaties box. I want to have my face on the cover of a Rice Krispies box. Snap, crackle, Mitch, and pop. Hey, how the fuck did he do that? Hey, in Hollywood, it's all who you know, and I know crackle. I saw on HBO, they were advertising this boxing match. They said, it's a fight to the finish. That's a good place to end. Every McDonald's commercial end the same way, right? McDonald's commercials end like this. Prices and participation may vary. Now, I want to open a McDonald's and not participate in anything. I want to be a stubborn McDonald's owner. I say, cheeseburgers? Nope. We got spaghetti. And blankets. But we are not affiliated with that clown. He attracts too many children. some ways it would be more appropriate to uh, pull a track off of his first album since he actually has a jazz bassist 
playing behind him as he loses focus. But uh, we went to 2003 off of his second album, Mitch, altogether. The title itself referring to a joke left off the album. Tied to why Corn on the Cob was named that way. Because you have Corn, which is off the cob, but originally is on the cob. And I'm explaining it too much. But anyways, that was Mitch Hedberg with a track called Pop. Despite having at least a dozen other jokes in that. And uh, Hedberg was an iconic stand-up comedian. Uh, his influence on other comedians during the 90s and 2000s was tied to his well-written quick one-liners presented in a shambling style. Totally would have fit in nicely with uh, the advent of comedy podcasts and Twitter. But alas, last Monday, March 30th, marked the 10th year anniversary of his death. He was found dead in a New Jersey hotel room and uh, turned out to be tied to an overdose of cocaine and heroin just at the age of 37. Some people mark his birthday, February 24th, as an unofficial Mitch Hedberg day, whereby uh, fans would order odd sandwiches from delis and usually get kicked out. One thing we all hope for is the official release of his only film, which he wrote and directed from 1999, called Los Enchiladas. Kind of a tribute based on his days working in suburban Minnesota restaurants. We live in hope that it can come out. Now, um... Regular feature that we do here on Exploding Head Movies, especially a new one, is tied to a soundtrack releases due out this week. So uh, let's talk a bit about uh, what's going on. Through Lakeshore Records, uh, John Debney's score to Broken Houses is coming out. Uh, through Veressa Saraband, uh, they have uh, Benjamin Walfish's work for Desert Dancer. Something I'm starting to process and I should profile soon is Dan- Ben Salisbury and Portishead's Jeff Barrow. Their music for the latest uh, Alex Garland film, Ex Machina. That's through Backlot Music, through Milan Records, uh, the latest Nicholas Sparks film, The Longest Ride, music by Mark Isham, and then something I've kind of teased already beforehand, but I'm waiting for the full album, uh, Johnny Jewel from Italians Do It Better, working on Ryan Gosling's directorial debut, Lost River. Otherwise, uh, first ever release, uh, the art director Saul Bass's only film that he directed, <laughs> Did Love, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, and Stanley Kubrick lettering like title sequences. But in 1974, he had a sci-fi film involving ants called Phase 4. So that soundtrack is finally out this week. The music composed by Brian Gascogne, Desmond Briscoe, David Vorhouse, and Stomo Yamashita. And then there's a limited edition vinyl of what's in the background here. Antonio Sanchez's music from the recent best Oscar flick, Birdman. Uh, we heard Internal War. I'm talking over Start Part 2. And most likely over Fire Trail. And, uh... Most recently, actually just this past weekend, uh, Sanchez did a live soundtrack to a film screening in New York City. Something. Wish I could have checked out, but didn't. Of course, Sanchez is a jazz drummer, and we are finally getting into the jazz here. The jazz! Uh, on Exploding Head Movies, and uh, we'll start off with uh, some Ken Nordine. And we're going to go back to 1957's Son of Word Jazz. Kind of continue on with his uh, kind of beat poetry. And he's joined by the Fred Katz group here, so... I did a profile back in June last year. I think it's still on the podcast. Look for episode 217. All spoken word, but a lot. Ken Nordine. This is Nordine along with the Fred Katz group with I used to think my right hand was uglier than my left.
used to think my right hand was uglier than my left. So I'd punish my right hand, not my left. I used to bite the knuckle of that hand. Because my right hand was so much uglier than my left. Used to stick pins through the skin of that knuckle. Because my right hand was uglier than my left. Generally, I lacerated that knuckle. Because it was so guilty. I'd go out to a place that I know to eat called Eat. And I'd sit there, sitting on my right hand, holding my left up. Because my right hand was so much uglier. In my left. Now I know better. Both my hands are beautiful now. Look, hands. No more.
<sighs> From his 2002 album, Trouser Jazz. Kind of riffing on a bit of acid jazz like it was in the 90s. Uh, this is Mr. Scruff with Champion Nibble. And Mr. Scruff is the alias of Stratford Manchester's Andy Coffee. And for a time there, a lot of his songs always had fish-related samples. Whether it was the sounds of fish or people talking about fish. Maritime life in sonic form. And in the background here, this is uh, the 101 Strings Orchestra from the 1968 album Astro Sounds from Beyond the Year 2000. This is their take of the Hank Levy track Whiplash, which uh, we will delve deeper into shortly here, but I want to talk a couple of film things here. Uh, the Real Theater this week actually has two screenings of the final cut of Ridley Scott's sort of adaptation of Philip K. Dick's Do Electric Sheep. Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Almost got it, but we know it as Blade Runner. Uh, but they also have a uh, gentleman heckler's take on the crew of Chuck Norris, Invasion USA, popping up as well. And I think they are also screening The Imitation Game, which is up for some Oscars, including Best Score. And it took home a few as well, too. Otherwise, the Cinema Tech has some fascinating stuff. Um, in light of the death of one of the uh, directors of the Grey Gardens documentary from the 70s, uh, they are screening that. And as well, too, they actually are playing some old Vena Hitzog. They see a Guerre, the Wrath of God, playing. But uh, there's also newer films like Persona. And Great Gardens playing as well, too. So do check your uh, independent theater listings for what's going on that way. And yeah, I will shut up soon. Prepare yourselves for some jazz. And don't watch your neck, because the whiplash may hurt. that the word jazz means many different things to many different people. So check out the real deal on The Jazz Show at CITR, 101.9 FM, or CITR.ca for live streaming. Yours truly, Gavin Walker, is your host, and I guarantee the straight goods of three hours of jazz at its finest. So come on by and give your ears a musical workout, 9 p.m. Mondays. Don't miss it. What's your name? Andrew Naaman, sir. What year are you? I'm a uh, first year. You know who I am? Yes, sir. So you know I'm looking for players? Yes, sir. Then why did you stop playing? Did I ask you to start playing again? Uh, sorry, I asked I why something. you stopped playing, and your version of an answer was to turn into a wind-up monkey. Sorry, I thought... Show me your rudiments. Yes, sir. Double-time swing. No, double-time. Double it. 
Faster. Faster. Daisy, forgot my jacket. Well, for the record, for some reason, I said Grey Gardens twice. I was thinking about the kidnapping of uh, Michelle Hulubeck. So, forgive any glossing there as I mix things up. We had some dialogue there from the, the uh, film Whiplash. Featuring Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons over the dialogue with What's Your Name? In the background, this is Justin Hurwitz with the overture to Whiplash. This week's profile here on Exploding Head Movies. And uh, Whiplash is directed and uh, written by Damien Chazelle. Kind of based on his time at his high school jazz band. Uh, pumped up experience based on their competitive nature. And his dread for appearing in the band at times. So he kind of hyper-exaggerated experience that way, threw in some Buddy Rich references based on the meanness of the instructor, and originally wrote a screenplay for it, but he turned it into an 18-minute short that screened at 2013 Sundance, and uh, became part of the blacklist of uh, unproduced screenplays, but eventually he flipped the screenplay back around into a full film, and that uh, highlights some controversy we'll touch into later. But uh, Justin Hurwitz was uh, Chazelle's... uh, college roommate so he worked on a couple films that way and uh, for whiplash he opted to go with sort of a jazz sound obviously but uh, even though his training is more classical piano so we're actually going to start off with things here is a track that actually appeared only in the short film but awfully just well it actually gave the film its name so we're going to start with hank levy he was a jewish jazz composer and uh, he always thrived on odd meters. That was popular in the bebop time, like the 40s and 50s, like 7-4, 13-4, 11-5. Basically just not 1-2-3-4, 1-2-3-4. It just zipped off in another place altogether. So this track acts as one of the anchors in the film. And uh, we're going to listen to mostly some Justin Hurwitz afterwards. But we're going to start with Hank Levy here with the song that gives Whiplash its name. And of course, we'll intersperse it with some dialogue since... Uh, J.K. Simmons has been given a lot to chew on. Word-wise, is getting really mean. But uh, we'll touch upon some of the controversy based on the film afterwards. Stay tuned.
drums with me. Thank you, Joe. No, 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 other drums.
unless you want to clean the blood off my drum set. told you that story about how Charlie Parker became Charlie Parker, right? Yeah. Joe Jones threw a symbol at his head. Exactly. Parker's a young kid, pretty good on the sax, gets up to play at a cutting session, and Jones nearly decapitates him for it. And he's laughed off stage. Cries himself to sleep that night, but the next morning, what does he do? He practices. And he practices and he practices with one goal in mind, never to be laughed at again. And a year later, he goes back to the Reno, and he steps up on that stage, and he plays the best solo the world has ever heard. So imagine if Jones had just said, well, that's OK, Charlie. I, that was all right. Good job. And Charlie thinks to himself, I did do a pretty good job. End of story. No bird. That, to me, is an absolute tragedy. But that's just what the world wants now. People wonder why jazz is dying. I tell you, man, and every Starbucks jazz album just proves my point, really. There are no two words in the English language more harmful than good job. I give you a wide array of stuff there. So we started off with Hank Levy and Whiplash. Then we heard a couple Justin Hurwitz cues there. Cues there. First, invited, indicating at which point uh, Miles Teller's character, Andrew Naiman, gets invited to the main jazz band. And then we heard sort of a longer droney piece called Accident. Then after the snare liftoff, we heard a little bit of Fletcher's song in the club, where uh, J.K. Simmons actually picked up some of his old piano playing time to actually perform it. And then, uh, of course, we just closed there with a good job. And throughout the film, Miles Teller did most of his own drumming, although there were a couple moments during the 19-day shoot where uh, a stand-in was required because, well, as we know, 
The last song on the film is basically a nine-minute version of what we're listening to in the background here, Caravan. But, uh, yeah, basically you're dealing with a five- to six-minute drum solo of different speeds. I was going to share it with you, but the thing is it kind of loses the uh, snap without the visuals tied to it. Uh, this is the 80 Drums Around the World version of Caravan off the Ultra Lounge Volume 1 Mondo Exotica compilation. And then we'll listen to a Puccino Relenz version from the 1969 album Love and More Love eventually. But yeah, uh, Damien Chazelle's screenplay was up for Best Adapted Screenplay, even though it was an original screenplay. And it was based on the fact that it was used in part for the 18-minute short that he used to uh, preview the film for funding. So originally the screenplay was there. It was adapted into the short. Despite reverting back to the original screenplay, it was considered adapted, just based on what was released first. Otherwise, there's the full-on controversy about what kind of teacher would be allowed to do all that kind of stuff. And uh, the New Yorker actually went into deeper details about the anecdote we closed with, because, yeah, Joe Jones did not throw a symbol at Charlie Parker. He basically was just playing ding-ding all the time, and then finally sort of dropped the cymbal. And actually, everyone was laughing what was going on. Charlie Parker came back a year after, after playing in smaller bands and doing more live sessions and picking up the practice that way. And that's one thing the film definitely does not show, which is the idea of, does this drummer do any side playing at the time or listening to other jazz music as well? We don't see it. We just see it from a crazy, like, sports-type angle. Anyways, uh, Whiplash won three Oscars in total, along with the acclaim for J.K. Simmons' character, Terrence Fletcher, for Best Supporting Actor, won for Best Film Editing, Tom Cross, and Best Sound Mixing, Craig Mann, Ben Wilkins, and Thomas Kirby. So, that's going to be it for Exploding Head Movies this week. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it is THE Jazz Show with Gavin Walker, and he'll treat you some proper jazz, as opposed to what ramshackle stuff I provided, but expect three hours of some of the best, so stay tuned to CITR. If you missed any of this week's episode, the podcast will go live shortly on www.citr.ca. It'll be up on FeedBurner, so that fuels iTunes and all that wonderful stuff. And yeah, I'm negligent on Mixcloud, but uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at 100air. And you can kind of see Exploding Head Movies on Facebook and Tumblr. I haven't logged on to Google Plus in a while. I think it's only Google engineers at this point. But you can email me anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. So next week, it's time to finally turn back the clock a bit. We're going to go back to 1960 with uh, Nino Rota's acclaimed score to Federico Fellini's lauded La Dolce Vita. We'll touch upon Record Store Day, otherwise later in April, maybe Exodus, the recent film Duke of Burgundy, some ambient music. We'll figure things out. And the new Grand Theft Auto game finally comes out with the PC, so maybe look at some of the music from that game series. Otherwise, to fuel you for Gavin, let's get some John Coltrane here. I was thinking about another caravan cover, but uh, let's go with this uh, tribute to the 19th Street, it's 19th, sorry, 16th Street Baptist Church bombing that happened back in 1963, featuring uh, John Coltrane on saxophone, McCoy Tyner on piano, Jimmy Garrison on double bass, and Elvin Jones on drums from the 1963 album Live at Birdland. This will be Alabama. You've been listening to Exploding Hymnies on 101.9 FM CITR Vancouver. Happy Easter.
You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show coming right up with Gavin Walker. 